Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. All right, I'm doing lots of things out here at Chase Field. And, uh, well, <laughs> it has been a busy... I am telling you, I don't have to do a lot, and I'm exhausted, uh, literally. This is Tom Brown. You are listening to Coinonia, and I am coming to you live from Chase Field. Hope Fest is tomorrow. But if you can imagine, if we're going to serve 20,000-plus people, there is an uh, and a tremendous amount of work to do. Now, um, Chick-fil-A provided breakfast, chicken biscuits, and uh, coffee this morning, and it was fabulous. It was wonderful. Everybody was excited. I had some pastries that uh, was provided by Thrivent Financial. They actually kind of underwrote my efforts out here. And uh, then for lunch, Nibblers provided lunch for, uh, well, I'm going to say about 150 volunteers. And once again, it was outstanding food. So if you want to, I'm going to look up uh, during the break and get exactly what their website is and get you all the details. But uh, the Nibblers was fantastic for lunch. And then also Peter Piper, or excuse me, well, that was a faux pas. Papa John's is uh, providing uh, afternoon snack pizzas as well. So we're, uh, we're doing... A lot for the people that are serving, and it's busy as a bee. And uh, just had Billy Thrall walk up late, of course. Uh, actually, technically, I, I wasn't going to talk to him till after the break anyway, so I just didn't tell him. I just told him it started at 2, and uh, knowing that he wouldn't be here I for 2.05. And he brought somebody with him. Somebody that Woo-hoo! I've been trying to get on the air for, I don't know, like a year and a half. Gosh. But he did it. He made it happen. So, But I'm going to keep it as... Keep it a surprise until after the break. Again, a lot going on this weekend. As you know, I am also walking for life tomorrow as we have uh, the uh, CPC of Greater Phoenix has their walk for life tomorrow. And it's a two and a half mile walk. You can go to cpcwalkforlife.com and uh, sponsor me or you can sign up for one of the walk sites and uh, join us at uh, out of Gamage or at ASU West as a walker. The walk uh, gets underway at 9 o'clock. The uh, registration begins at 8, but go to CPC or uh, cpcwalkforlife.com. Uh, if you want to sponsor me, gosh, I cer- certainly would appreciate that. You can just search for Tom Space Brown, Tom Brown, and uh, whatever you're able to get. And what I'm going to do is, is if you've ever been to Chase Field, they have this con- main concourse here that goes all the way around the ballpark. And I'm going to measure how far that is a little bit later this afternoon after the show's over. Who knows? Maybe I'll just uh, give the microphone to Billy and, and just walk off and see what it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to find out how uh, how far it is to go around once, and then I'm going to make sure at 9 o'clock tomorrow I'll do my two and a half miles for CPC here. And you can do your two and a half miles wherever you're at as well, and you can still get funding. You can sponsor. Uh, we're going to have opportunities for you to sponsor Hope Fest next week as well. 
So there are just a lot of opportunities for you to be a part of these things that I'm attending and uh, we're uh, talking about, even if you're not able to be here in person. Now, uh, Gene Lanieri, the wonderful promotions director for Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ, she's actually going to be out at the fair tomorrow. Uh, the Extreme Faith Productions, they have the, uh, the stage with lots of great Christian music tomorrow out at the Maricopa County Fair. So uh, there's lots to do. We're going to continue the conversation live here from Chase Field. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Just for 30 seconds. I get on my phone and say, All right, we're broadcasting live out here at uh, Chase Field. This is Hope Fest. And uh, the person uh, in charge, Terry Lynn, she just happened to walk by. I waved over. I know she doesn't have time for this, but I wanted her to say hi anyway. Hello, we are having an amazing time here at Chase Field, setting up for Hope Fest Phoenix. The volunteers have been unbelievable. They've worked Seriously. hard, and uh, we are just thrilled with how it's progressing today. And you know, Billy, four Whoa. years ago, if I'd have done that to her, she'd have passed out. Right? I know, like a pro. <laughs> She's really doing great. She's kind of wired. Maybe that's what's going on. Wired, yeah. yeah. Well, Kathy. I've been bringing her up. Did you know that I actually, uh, I had her host almost uh, five whole minutes by herself? <laughs> She hasn't had a sleep since then. She's doing okay. <laughs> now she's going to hear you. All right, Terry Lynn, thanks. I know you're so All super right. busy. I didn't want to actually keep you. Uh, I think Billy, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll keep it going. Yeah, he'll so keep it, going. it won't be a problem. And uh, the surprise guest. All right. Do, are you going to in, introduce the surprise guest? Why don't you, you, you can going use on? the right. term. You can All right. Use so here's, here's the bottom line. Now, you know, when you weren't here, uh, you know, when I was already doing the show and you weren't here yet. That one minute? Uh, I, I actually said oh, okay, what we're great. doing out here. Okay, so. great. Uh, just, you know, I am a professional. I, I do this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are at Chase Field. Hope Fest uh, setup actually began yesterday and worked late into the night. People were here bright and early this morning. Uh, again, thank you to Chick-fil-A uh, for providing breakfast. I got here early with some coffee. You know how, pop, how, you know how easy it is to be popular uh, when you have coffee? You know, all you got to do is bring coffee early in the morning and you're instantly popular. <laughs> And, uh, oh, wow, I'm going to, don't break your camera. <laughs> She's, I'm videoing. Our, our, our surprise guest is videotaping here or, or videoing with her camera. Uh, Hope Fest, has, what, what year is this? I've, I've lost, this is number five. This is already five? Five? Yeah. Billy started this as the kind of the leave behind piece from um, City Fest with Luis Palau. And that's where we kind of met. And uh, then Billy, God has got him doing all kinds of stuff now, but he's still the founder of uh, CityServe and the uh, really the, the spark that started the fire that is Hope Fest. And it's pretty incredible, Billy. You're here. Uh, you're taking a day off from your real job to come out here and work and just uh, kind of see what it's like to walk in day after. This is how it's been like for me the last four years. I walk in, it's like, wow. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, so I would say, um, sure, you could say I was the founder, but I wasn't. It was really a bunch of God's people 
we found each other at the right time. It was a, it was just catching lightning in a bottle. The spirit just said, hey, everybody who wants to love on the vulnerable, find each other. And so God introduced us all to each other about the same time, six, seven years ago. Was doing ministry in the valley for 20 years. And then we just had this opportunity to scale that out. <clears throat> and so my wife is a doctor and she has a nonprofit that cares for the uninsured. And we said, what if we got everybody we know who loves on vulnerable people and put them all in one place and let's see who shows up. And when we thought about what venue, we thought, why don't we have it somewhere that just honors guests just by coming? Yeah. And Chase Field was everybody's vote. I didn't understand how complicated it is to get Chase Field, but it's pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we figured all that out. God was kind. We had no money. We still don't. And, and yet now here we are, year five. We're expecting 25,000 people to show up and what? over 2,000 volunteers. And we have 200 different agencies here. So elder care, homelessness care, uh, long-term assistance care, Children's Phoenix Children's Hospital takes over the kids' zone. They had 50 or 60 pallets of stuff to give away. I mean, wow. bike helmets, car seats. And then my dear wife has organized uh, 400 medical volunteers with 50 different screenings, followed up by every clinic in town that sees somebody on a sliding scale. And then we do full dental. This year, that to a whole nother level, we've partnered with... Uh, a the whole Earth, extra day. At, starting today, hundreds of people already got care. So we partnered with uh, the Arizona Dental Association and, and Mission of Mercy. They're amazing. Um, I got to tell you, I just say this every time. We take for granted our health. We really take for granted our dental health. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, the reason they can't go to work, can't do life, is their teeth are killing them because it's not covered by government subsidies. So to add dental to this uh, on a whole new scale this year, today's a blast because it's kind of quiet. There's a bunch of volunteers. We're setting up clothing. We're getting ready. Tomorrow makes me cry over and over and over. Oh. Here I go. Uh, for, I guess, a couple reasons hit me. Uh, so many people are l alone in their suffering. And I think Hope Fest makes it feel like a community. So I love that people get care and they feel loved on, but I also love what it does to the church because yeah. those of us who know Jesus and volunteer at this, we kind of forget about the, our neighbors and Hope Fest reminds us who our neighbors are and the different diversity of people that actually live here in our city. So we're so blessed. Um, so many partners, I can't list them all, uh, but it's just an amazing thing to be a part of and watch. I have uh, numerous times being positioned where I'm at with the booth uh, when I get to be at the booth because normally I just kind of walk around and enjoy everything that's going on. But the number of times that I've seen somebody, you know, they come through the front gate, but then they come in these doors. Mm -hmm. And so many of them are very timid. You know, they almost don't want to make eye contact with me. They're kind of afraid. It's like, okay, what's really <coughs> going to happen? Yeah. What, what is this really about you know tom we tell our volunteers um you don't have to have all the answers you're not here to fix people but if you can be kind and listen you're going to be a good volunteer Amen. and so we ask volunteers not everybody has a faith barometer in their life who serves here but like you said tom volunteers show up to and they're a little scared too but if we can break down that barrier and say you're going to meet some people who are in a fragile place in life 
I can't imagine the risk it would take for me to drag my kids or my family to an event, hoping I get treated with dignity. Come on. Um, and so we say to volunteers, you're that first thing. You're that first face. You're that first interaction. And yeah, we hope to get you tons of cool services that hopefully put your life on a whole new trajectory. Because um, people can get jobs here, by the way. We partner with a lot of agencies to get jobs. My best friends who work in, with homeless every day, they're all here walking around, introducing that. We do bike repair because we realized that was an important thing to do. Um, but all that to say, we, we really want to bridge that relationship between neighbors and people that had never met. And you want to know, you're talking about people that are uh, come here and they're served. And we've talked so many times about people that were here year one, yeah. year two, come back, and they're serving year three, four. You know who the most fun out here this morning? <laughs> I can tell you. Phoenix Rescue Mission, right? Yeah. They show up in a group, and they're like, they're all ready to go. It's like, okay. And then they're like ready to get back to work right after lunch, and they're huge smiles yeah. yelling Jesus. And then when one guy yells Jesus, then all of them oh, respond at the top of their lungs. How it. awesome is that? I love those guys. So those are guys that are in recovery, right? And yeah. they're willing to admit it. They wear Phoenix Rescue Mission shirts, but they're not sitting and wallowing in their recovery. Yeah. They're using their, their gifts and talents and grunt labor. They're all over the place right now. I just heard on the radio there's a whole crew of them unloading a truck. Uh, but just so thankful that everyone's like that. Food for the hungry's here. Yeah. They serve the world, but they have a whole team of people here right now yeah. volunteering. Yeah. Uh, Hillsong Church has a whole team of people getting ready. Um, there's a bunch of different groups like that who are all in. This is a kind of a boring day, you know, right? And yet smiles on faces. And I agree with you, Tom, at lunch, it is so fun for me that we have too much food. And that the Phoenix Rescue Mission guys, they go through. And I, I said, guys, go through again. I had one guy say to me, that's gluttony, brother. I said, well, we're going to, what are we going to, he said, I might as well you eat it. And he's like, so we're laughing. Just the attitude that. These are, you know, I guess really it's a good reminder. Aren't we all kind of in recovery? Yeah. I know that Amen. sounds, I know that sounds a little corny. Amen. But we're just Sinners yeah. Anonymous. You know, hi, I'm Billy. I'm a sinner. And so <laughs> Sinners Anonymous, we are kind of level the playing field. And this gives us a place to kind of do that serving together rather than just sitting around at a coffee shop, which I could also do. But we get to make a difference. You know, something else that I have uh, been excited about from the very first day when we did the very first walkthrough, the first thing that you wanted everybody to understand that was here volunteering is that these are our guests. We are going to show them uh, respect and dignity. Maybe, and for some of these people, maybe it's the first time in a very long time. And that is kind of permeated all the way through here to year five. I think about it as I'm driving here each time because I want to make sure that my heart is right. Uh, this isn't some, This isn't a task today. This isn't a job tomorrow. I'm here to serve. And it is so beautiful. Everybody, this year we've got our, uh, what, what would you call this, light gray? Yeah. Light gray Hope Fest uh, Phoenix shirts. Not any particular church, not any particular organization. Nope. Everybody is here on the same team serving, and you want to know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear up now. That's when I can feel the power yes. of Jesus. Right. We don't have to go around proclaiming his love. If we step out in his love for yeah. those that we're called to serve, it's going to happen. You know, Jesus said we'd be recognized by something. Yeah. 
and I'd love to have good theology. That's important. Nice buildings are cool. Um, <laughs> it's it's our love. And then I also am thinking about John 17 and where we find unity. Hey, Jim, it's Charlotte. I've been to a lot of events that are trying to build unity in the body of Christ. I see it at Hope Fest. I see brothers and sisters putting, yeah, away, logos, putting away logos and egos in the name of unity, in the name of one great mission. It's that great line that we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. And so I feel that here. Um, and I think a lot of it is, Tom, that, just, that spirit permeates from Terry Lynn Miller, who runs this thing, and my wife, Charlotte. That trickles down to the staff and the volunteers that they bring with them. One of the things that you have to understand uh, looking on the outside at this, this is another one of those things where uh, people that are here that see 20,000 people, uh, you know, they, they, they're amazed by the spirit here. And what I mean by that is when you really treat people with respect and you treat people with uh, dignity, you know, they step up. Uh, the, the team here at Chase Field, they are amazed at how well-mannered and how wonderful the event is for something this size. And, and it's happened four years, and I think it's going to be the same again tomorrow. But so much to talk about. We didn't even get to our special We're guest yet. Next, next segment. We didn't get to our special guest yet. We're just, it's like, it's, it's like Heinz Ketchup. Anticipation <laughs> here on Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. So much technology going on all at the same time. We're broadcasting live, Koinonia, Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. Uh, this is the 2016 version of, uh, of uh, bailing wire and uh, high-speed tape. Uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, duct tape? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is like the 20... That's I'm literally doing this live broadcast with my cell phone. Is that? I mean, that is amazing, right? I mean, we used to have to have power. I don't. I have a little battery charger thing here. This is like a little battery thing and a microphone. And I'm doing a live radio show. Okay. How crazy is that? And you can watch it if you're Hi. following. Is it? Or is that Revwell is on, on Rev- Facebook? Yes. Rev-Well's so Revwell on on Wait, Facebook. That's our guest. And 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 we're literally uh, we're literally broadcasting live. Uh, Don't both give on the, the secret sh- away who the guest is. Well, I. I not everybody knows who okay, Revwell is. I'll I mean, you and I know okay. that Revwell isn't without her, okay, right? Good, good, good. So, uh, but it, it, we've gone 25 minutes into the hour, wow. and we haven't revealed who. You really like video, don't you? That it would have been a whole different show if we had put you on video in the studio. I mean, you were funny enough with the microphone, but uh, Billy Thrall, I'm going to let you introduce her because here, let me just set up one thing. We're going to do an event where we're serving the the needy in the community, homeless, nearly homeless, uh, couch surfers, people that, you know, don't have the same life that you and I do. And this sweethearted, God-called person says, hey, let's get them moving. (laughs) 
hey, let's get him. And I'm like, what? Right. Now, I'm not going to say that we're going to have aerobics because I'd get in a lot of trouble if I were to use the aerobics word. But I got to say, I have cried. The last time, the first time they came out, they were just warming up. I walked into the area and the, the, Holy, the, the power of the Holy Spirit was palpable. Mm. Now, you're, you have to understand, this is a Southern Baptist kid talking here, all right? I'm not a Pentecostal. I walked back there and it was all heavy. Mm. It was powerful. And then the next day when the, the people came, uh, every I couldn't go back there because I ran out of tears. Uh, literally, every time I would go back into the area, I would run out of tears. But I, that's all the buildup I got, Billy. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you take it from here. And actually, uh, we'll we'll put her on the uh, Revwell Facebook feed live right now. All right. So as I think about how God put Hope Fest together, I was saying about that in the last segment that truly. Um, one of the great things that's happened is like-hearted people have found each other. God's put us together. And so I don't even remember how I met this guest, who I'm going to introduce here in a second. I did go to a Revelation wellness class one time about had a heart attack <laughs> and have never been so sweaty in my life. So I never went back. And that's just with drumsticks. Yeah, that, I think it was five minutes in. And so I wish I was exaggerating. But um, I have a video, and I walk over in front of the thing, and I'm like, okay, so uh, we're done, right? She goes, that was the warm-up. <laughs> yeah, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, all that to say, we then connected because God said, hey, Billy, you need to go meet this person. And so I don't remember how we started talking, but I found out, here's our special guest, Elisa Keaton of Revelation Wellness. And as we kept talking and talking, we realized... We kind of have the same heart. I know nothing about fitness, but yet she had the same passion to get people moving, especially she, I think she said to me, Billy, God's calling us to hard places. Mm -hmm. And so we realized that a lot of the people who are a guest at Hope Fest are in a hard place. So Elisa, you've been doing Hope Fest for four or five years with us now. Talk about it. How'd you get here? Why'd you get here? What are you doing? What? What am I doing? (laughs) That is a good question because the first time um, I was invited to do Hope Fest, I was um, hesitant. But I have to back it up with the whole reason that the Ministry of Revelation Wellness ever took flight or I said yes to God eventually was because I told him, okay, fine, I'll do this fitness ministry thing because it seemed kind of lame to me, just being really honest, because God does weird things, doesn't he? Like he, he breaks the mold. And so I remember saying, I'll do that faith and fitness thing, God, but only if, only if somehow fitness can break the chains of poverty. Mm. I didn't know why or how or who's going <laughs> to do it, but I just knew they were somehow connected. And I think it had to go because of all my clients that I've had over the years in personal training, that it really, as much as they wanted to get fit, there was something about their their insides that were poor. There was something they were really chasing after. So there was a connection that God was showing me in the poverty. But I am a girl who, when I drive by and see someone in need, it sits with me. Like, I can't stand, I want to see something happen. So. But when I was first invited to come to Hope Fest, I was, it was a, a, a yes and then a quick fear of no, because the assumption was they don't need fitness. 
they need medical, they need basic needs. I'm not a basic need girl. Like it's kind of fluffy, you know, why fitness? But I just knew that God was answering the prayer to say, hey, you remember you prayed this, will you trust me? Will you trust me? And not only I said to Billy, we were made for hard things, but God calls us into the hard places which make us uncomfortable because we need him more. So I said yes, showed up. So it was three years, because this is the fifth year. Yeah. So four years ago. Yeah. I wasn't here the first right. year, but the fourth year, or the first, second year in, I just um, got over myself in my fear. And the minute I pressed play on the music out there, because really, we, at Revelation Miles, we're found on the outside of Chase Field, where we want it to feel like a party. We want Aerobics! To, oh, yes. We want it to feel like we're <laughs> celebrating them. And that is really from the moment we turned the music on, we were celebrating them. We were just I'm having totally a party. interrupting you. Go ahead. So, I want to interrupt because basically all we said was do your thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure I knew what that would look like. Oh my gosh, like Tom, the RevWell crew showed up. I think you danced for eight consecutive Seven, hours. Yeah. You were fried. But you got fragile human beings. Yeah, we did. Moving. Yeah. And you washed their feet. And you help really large, struggling people do push-ups yeah. and play games yes. and play with noodles and yeah. do tug-of-war. Yeah. And I got to tell you, from just saying, hey, go do your thing, God put you in the perfect location yeah. because people were waiting in lines yeah. to see medical and dental. And while they were waiting in line, they got in touch with some of their fears yeah. about their bodies. Yeah. And you guys honored their bodies yeah. and you would hug them and yes. pray with them yes. and care for them. And I think, my opinion kind of got them ready for what God was going to do in the medical and dental system. All right. Uh, you've cried, Billy. I've cried. Now I'm going to make Elisa cry. Oh, All right. Uh, tell us the story about the uh, man in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. So the first year, like I said, at Hope Fest, the first year, I had no idea what to expect. But I do know that I'm a, a girl who roots for everybody. Nobody's disqualified. Nobody is disqualified from life and participation. So as I stood up there and we invited people to come move their body, we have a little circuit area that we gently, tenderly walk with people to show them, hey, you can still do a push-up. Hey, you can do this or that. And we have trainers that, that help them out. But this one man was off in the crowd. And I'm up there. They all call me a carny for Christ. Um, I'm just saying, like step right That's up, good. step right up. You can do this. Anyone want to do this? And I just keep speaking life over people. And I looked and I'm, I'm saying... Come on in, come on, we want to show you, remind you how strong you are, remind you how wonderfully made you are, this is in you. And I, my eyes fell on a man in a wheelchair, and his eyes, we were talking to each other through our eyes, like he was kind of saying, really? <laughs> really? I'm in a wheelchair. And I remember just thinking, <coughs> yes, really. There's always something we can do, there's something. I knew that he had some use of his arms, but one was lame, both of his legs were lame, he really only had one strong working arm. And I've always said that God has raptured my heart so much that if I only had my pinky to give thanks to or clap with, I would do it. Because the gospel kind of revoke, it evokes a response in us. Uh, and, and our bodies are part of that response. And so he came over in, I, I don't know how, he just he smiled and he believed in us. I mean, it's just... He trusted you. He trusted something. Yeah. And he came on over and he got in the thing and... 
uh, Sweet Tammy was working with him, and she just, little, little, with each circuit, she would reinterpret it for him, whatever it was. And at some point, she was kind of doing a tug of war with his one arm, and this man smiled a smile that broke every every chain of darkness in any area of capacity in that place he just glowed and smiled like a like a kid who's found his youth again and yeah that's still we still have that somewhere in youtube and it just kills me every time i see it alisa you know i i just feel you're so full of the grace and, and life of christ and when i think about you and what you guys do reminds me how holistic the gospel is yes correct. and so Amen. that we can meet spiritual needs, we can meet some physical needs here, we can meet dental needs, medical needs, some grocery needs, but you guys tap into the body and the wholeness that a person is and you honor where people are at with their bodies and you don't shame anybody and you have little kids and older kids and all kinds of people moving together, laughing together, crying together. And that's sort of the gospel too, because yeah. you are ministering to their whole person. And so I, I love that that's a part of what happens every Hope Fest. It's and tomorrow's going to be crazy. Yes. So we're broadcasting from Chase Field. Uh, this is set up for Hope Fest. This is uh, workday. Uh, yesterday was work day, and it's getting uh, even even busier as the day goes on. But tomorrow, 25,000 people that are the most needy in our community are going to show up. You know what? They started lining up last night. Yeah. They started lining up last night. Think about that. All right? You uh, break a tooth or you have something wrong with your tooth, you... What do you do? You, you call up your dentist and, and you get an appointment. And you might be a little disappointed that it might take a day, right? Uh, how about would, you're so desperate to get medical attention, to get a tooth fixed, to get a haircut, to get some clothes, to go on a job interview, that you're going to camp out at Bank One or Chase Field. I almost call it Bank One Ballpark. At Chase Field uh, on the concourse out there to make sure that you get in. And the need has been so great. One of the toughest things that you've had to do in the past years, Billy, is go out and say, we're done. We, we're, we can't handle any more. If you could only see Billy Thrall right now, he is wearing, they've switched glasses. There's a program right now on Instagram where they you can switch faces we digitally. Well, they, they, just, they just switch glasses. And the result was stunning. <laughs> they both were stunning. She still. I, I, and I, I have to say, I have not only the face for radio, I have the whole body for radio. <laughs> and you guys just switched glasses and looked awesome. All right, we're out. We're... Okay, on that, let's go to break. You know what I think I want to do? I want to find out how far around, how many times I got to go around to to do my two and a half miles for the. Uh, walk for life tomorrow. So how about this? How about you guys take over and I'll take off and go around and, and see how far it is. Okay. You guys, you good, you good with that? You, can we time you? No. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have an hourglass? You, you, you want the, the scooter? Do, do you have an hourglass? Sure, you can time me. I got a sundial. Yeah, sundial would work. <laughs> all right, this is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. What is all that? This is not Tom Brown. Tom Brown is right now walking the concourse to map it out because he's doing a 
cherry walk or something. This is <laughs> Billy Thrall, and I'm sitting here with Elisa Keaton. We're still And here. so we're really hoping Tom doesn't have a stroke because <laughs> I don't know how long we can hold this show together. But we're going to try. So again, this is Billy Thrall and Elisa Keaton. We are at Chase Field setting up today for Hope Fest. And if you just are turning in, what Hope Fest is, is this amazing thing God decided to do for our city. People say, what is it? And I go, it's probably the coolest thing that happens every year. So Elisa and I get to be a part of that. We've watched, I don't know, there's hundreds of volunteers here today. But we are setting up for tomorrow where we expect 25,000 people to show up and get care from haircuts, medical, dental, vision. The vision team just showed up with all the doctors, had all these boxes of stuff. It's amazing. And so one of the things that I have just been talking about before the break is how God brings together the different pieces to put together Hope Fest. And so, Elisa, I want to ask you this question. Ask me. What does it do to your team to volunteer at Hope Fest? What's it like oh. for your people? Yeah. So the question was, what does volunteering at Hope Fest do for our team? Uh, well, one of our components of Revolution Wellness is that we do instructor training. So we train leaders, people that have like fitness but love Jesus. And so this gives them actual training ground to come love people with the tool of fitness. And I think because nobody really knows what that looks like until you do it in action, this actually gives form to the vision. And we try, like I said, I told the Lord, I only want to do this if we can make it kick poverty in the teeth. And I think they come and they see it happen. And if anything, the, the, the people of Revelation Wellness, they have been trained in uh, this real courage and confidence of who God is and how big he loves us, no matter what. We always say, God is not going to love you more for gaining weight, and he, or love you less for gaining weight, love you more for losing weight. It does not, the equation doesn't work the way, the world equations don't work the way um, they're opposite of God's. And so they get to come and love people in a really unique, profound way. It's a life-giving thing. You know, it's kind of like, the, this really is a city mission trip for us. It's, we're not going to Haiti, we're not going somewhere that's going to, you know, uh, be too uncomfortable, but it really is a day mission trip for us. So it just gives us form to the vision. I get asked sometimes, um, Billy, what do I do when I see a homeless person, or how can I help? I was just actually uh, at a, an event where a small group from a mega church in town is like, we get together every other week in our small group, and we have no idea what to do. How should we serve? Where can we make a difference? And lots of those questions are good questions. I think those of us who follow Jesus want to give our lives away. Um, but one of the things I wanted to start reminding myself is it's not project to project. It's not a program we're delivering. It's not a service we're delivering. The greatest um, conquerors of poverty is a relationship. Amen. So poverty of spirit can be just as devastating to us if we're not in relationship with Christ. That's right. And with another person. Nothing's worse than feeling alone yeah. in your pain or in your, in your life. Yeah. And what we constantly hope to strive to create is relationships being built from people like Elisa or Tom or others. Hi. So those of us who want to make sure that those who are on the fringes of our culture don't, don't feel like they're on the edge and I can't find somebody who cares about them. So I love hearing stories long-term from Hope Fest that relationships were made, that people found each other and built. <laughs> Tom's back. And I can't tell him how long it took because I'm, I'm periscoping. All right, here, he's back. <laughs>
wow, you're going to give me the microphone with no water that I just did four miles an hour around. And see, so that was 39 to 45. So what, six minutes? So I did what, a quarter mile? Yeah. No, it's no. more than that. Six, no, no, no. Four miles an hour. And I was walking just under seven minutes. You didn't tell me there was going to be math on this. So I'm out. There's this, a reason I do fitness. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's close. It's close to a half mile. Uh, yeah. around the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, it's really close. Probably just a tad under. I'll know for sure tomorrow. Right on. So if I've got to do two and a half miles tomorrow, that means I've got to do six laps. Yes. Six laps for the CPC Walk for Life. And, uh, you know, I don't have this nifty little scooter that uh, <laughs> our, our Rev Well person over there. Break your foot. I mean, just because she had surgery after a broken foot, she still has a scooter. I'm just saying. So what did you guys talk about when I was going? No, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we have an opportunity for uh, you to participate in changing lives. Now, I'm doing the uh, CPC Walk for Life for the uh, Crisis Pregnancy Centers, literally saving a life. Uh, you can sponsor me on that. But, right, you can have an incredible impact on a life. You know, as little as $10, $10 uh, makes a difference. It's, it's ten dollars. It's, it's stunning. It's, it provides for one person. Provides day at Hope for Fest. one person's day at Hope Fest. Just ten dollars uh, makes a difference. And you can go online, cityserveaz.com. That's cityserveaz.com. Just click on the donate button. Um, there's so many ways that you can contribute, and you can uh, be a blessing. You can be a part of the solution. And it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we can forget that uh, we have people in our community uh, that maybe a haircut. Can you imagine? Uh, let, let me set a scenario for you. Uh, you are so joyful of getting a basic haircut that it brings you to tears. Now, when's the last time that happened? It happens a lot here. People line up to get a haircut. People line up to get clothing. We had from the very first year uh, a, a, a man that came and got clothes and was so thankful as he's leaving. He said, I have a job interview next Tuesday, and now I have some clothes to wear. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm in a situation where I'd be worrying about what clothes to wear, right? I would be choosing from an abundance. But that's not everybody in our community. That's not everybody's situation. It doesn't mean that uh, that that there's not an opportunity. There's a reason it's called Hope Fest too. I believe. You know, it's it's a festival of hope. If you are, maybe you're thinking, gosh, you know, this is this can't be real. Everything you're describing to me, Tom, it's just not possible. So here, here's maybe you're going to the CPC Walk for Life. So you're going to be done there 9, 30, 10 tomorrow. Come by here. Go over park, walk over, and I, I challenge you to walk around the concourse of this building tomorrow and not have your breath taken away. It, it, it won't happen. And we have prayer kiosks around the concourse. And here's the situation. It's not. There's not big signs. There's not people saying, "Hey, come on over, and grab it. Let me pray for you." Uh, no, it's very gentle. But people go and ask for prayer. And some of the stories that we could tell just from the prayer kiosk. Uh, you know, last year 
uh, the prayer kiosk was just right over here. I could see, and then the year before that, it was it was right next. It's stunning. Now, do we get to talk about Linda a little bit? Did you no. talk to? Well, can I talk about the prayer thing? Yeah, let's talk about the prayer thing. Last year, toward the end of Hope Fest, um, a woman walked in, and she had a stroller with three children, and she walked up to one of the prayer tables, and Warren Stewart Jr. and his wife from the Remnant Church were there. And she didn't really know what Hope Fest was. Someone had told her to come. And so she went up to the prayer table. She didn't really know what else she needed. And in praying, they asked her, what can we pray for? She said, I'm trying to leave a domestic violence situation tonight. I don't know where to go. And so like good pastors, they did pray for her. And then they said, you know, at Hope Fest, what we provide are those kind of services. They walked her over to the housing assistance team. They got her a place to live for six months. It's toward the end of our Hope Fest day, so we gave her all the clothes you could possibly pile into her stroller. I ended up holding one of the babies so that she could have more room for clothes in the stroller. And then she met a caseworker that works with people escaping domestic violence. God is so good. You know, God knew to bring her here and that there were all these people that were going to be there to love on her. Those are the stories that we like to see reproduced over and over. And we talked a little bit about uh, treating people as guests when they walk in. And it was the very first Hope Fest that I met somebody that just absolutely delighted my heart and blessed me. In fact, she had a radio. You remember this, Billy? Yep. She had a radio that year. And I remember, because I'm the stadium announcer, so I have a radio on. If there's an emergency, I try to convey that. You know, whatever we need to do, I'm kind of there as a as a safety valve uh, for announcing within so i kind of get to watch and hear everything that's going on and linda comes on and i'm like wow i can hear the love in her voice i can hear the love in her voice and just what has happened in the last uh few years linda being uh somebody that has inspired me and uh, as like you said billy uh, Linda's my hero. Tell us hero. a little bit about this lovely woman. Yeah. Linda Morris uh, is part of a staff in, in South Phoenix of First Pentecostal Church. She's literally one of the smartest people I've ever known. She develops curriculum for Harvest International on leadership development. She's, she coaches missionaries on how to do it right in countries all over the planet. But if you'd met her, she never talks about that stuff. She is so humble. She is so like Christ. I have been in so many settings where the room started to get heated, perhaps around theology or racial tensions or division in the church. And I always just kind of look over at Linda, and maybe she taps my leg, and I realize, wait, she's going to say the most profound thing anyone yeah, said. And her role at Hope Fest is she likes the information table because <laughs> she likes to meet people and yeah. greet them and say hello. Love that. She is my hero. She takes the gifts God has given her and she uses them to serve every day. I was sitting here at uh, my table getting ready this morning when she walked in. And I jumped up immediately and I yelled across the way. I said, uh, I've been waiting for a year for this hug. I've absolutely been waiting uh, all year because Facebook just doesn't do it justice uh, for what I wanted a hug. I, I just literally wanted to get in a little bit of that loving and, and just express my deep gratitude 
And Linda is just one of the many, many stories of people that we could go in on, Billy. We could talk about Jim Welter. We could talk about, uh, I mean, it would just go on and on and on and on. Uh, it's an incredible event. It's, it's, and there are still people in this valley. Uh, well, this is year five, and this is the first time that it's ever hit the news media, the mainstream news media, especially the day before, right? Yep. Uh, you may have seen it on Fox today, uh, ABC 15. Uh, I know it was on KJAZ, another radio station. Hey, uh, if you listen to Faith Talk 1360, you're all over. You've been with us from day one. You know exactly, but not everybody does. Uh, you could tell your friend to listen, but uh, we're, we're going to come back. We're going to pray. We're going to get done with today's show. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. Well, again, I thank you for listening today, and uh, I hope you had some fun. Billy and Elisa and I had a great time uh, for this one hour. I've, I, actually, it was just an excuse for me not to actually have to work for an hour. <laughs> I've got to go, <laughs> go put up the, uh, the food services. Again, a huge thank you. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, Nibbler's Catering. Oh, my gosh, their food was so good. And Papa John's Pizza. Uh, would really, really um, love to just uh, have you go and, and thank them for supporting the volunteers here at Hope Fest Setup. Uh, you can support the Hope Fest. Uh, you know, $10 provides uh, what it takes for one person to get their needs met here. And also, you can support my efforts to raise funds for the Crisis Pregnancy Center of Greater Phoenix. Now, let me go over it real slowly for you. CityServeAZ.com forward slash HopeFest at CityServeAZ.com forward slash HopeFest click the donate button. Or, you and or, you can do both. You don't have to just do one. You can go to uh, walk, CPCWalkForLife.com CPCWalkForLife.com If you want to support me personally, great. If you want to, you know, walk yourself, join us tomorrow, great. If you want to be an ambassador for your church, great. You can do all of that at cpcwalkforlife.com. Father, we just thank you for giving us an opportunity to know you. Lord, keep us with our eyes and heart. And make sure that we have an opportunity for each and every one of the people that come in our view tomorrow to show them your love. Lord, thank you for my wife, Mary. Bless her this weekend. And Lord, I pray for each and every volunteer as they're working here today and each and every person that comes in our sphere tomorrow. In thy heavenly name I pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great weekend. This is Quinnia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ.